0: Burn Foreman Podcasts should not be interpreted as legal advice and are intended for general information purposes only. Welcome to the Burn Foreman Take 5 Immigration Podcast Series. The Take 5 Podcast Series is a weekly five-minute high-level overview on what businesses need to know each week as it relates to immigration. My name is Melissa Azalian and I'm a partner in the Labor and Employment and Immigration Team at Burn Foreman and I'm going to be your host for this podcast series. I've been practicing in the business immigration arena for more than 20 years, working with firms in multiple industries, including manufacturing, healthcare, food and beverage, and education. So let's get started about what's happening this week that you need to know about. Today, we're going to talk about important I-9 and E-Verify rules as employees return to the workforce. I-9 and E-Verify rules are enforced by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and apply to employers hiring workers in the U.S. At the time of hire, the employer and the employee must complete the Form I-9, which captures the identity and work authorization of the employee through examination of acceptable documents by the employer, which were recorded on the I-9 form. All of the parties have to sign and date the I-9 form. Now, some employers complete a paper version of the I-9 form. Others have opted for an electronic I-9 system. But regardless of the completion method, the employer must generally visibly and physically examine original documents and record those on the form in Section 2. It's not acceptable, for example, for an employer to review scanned documents or use a copy of a document for I-9 purposes. In March, the Department of Homeland Security issued guidance stating that employers taking physical proximity precautions due to COVID are not required to review the employee's document in person and can inspect the Section 2 documents remotely, for example, over video link or fax or email. This temporary guidance was set to expire on May 19th. It was recently extended for another 30 days. Now, the guidance makes clear that the employer must obtain, inspect, and retain copies of the documents within three business days from the date of hire for purposes of completing Section 2. And when the employer does that, they need to provide a COVID-19 annotation on the form or attach it to the back of an electronic I-9. To participate in this remote verification process, the guidance also says that an employer must have a written policy on remote onboarding and telework for each employee. So the question is, should an employer continue to use I-9 remote verification if they will be reopening partially or fully? And this is an interesting question with a wide variety of interpretations. USCIS, which is the immigration office here in the U.S., has recently issued a question and answer sheet connected to its March 20th announcement, which states that remote verification was only meant to apply to remote worker status versus a case where existing employees may be subject to a COVID-19 isolation protocol implemented by a government policy. But the March 20th announcement stated that relaxing the in-person requirement applied to employers and workplaces that are operating remotely. So this announcement provided a possible expansion of this practice to locations where newly hired employees or existing employees were subject to a quarantine or lockdown with the warning that Homeland Security would review the employer's practices on a case-by-case basis. It would definitely be helpful for Homeland Security to address the obvious issue of existing employees who may be still encouraged or required to work from home due to COVID-19 policies, whether that's based on a government order or maybe the company's policies. Some companies are continuing to use remote verification in these instances. Maybe the employee is working remotely because the employer has decided not to return its entire workforce. So, if a business has reopened, what should be done regarding I-9 forms where remote verification occurred? The guidance states that once normal operations resume, all employees who were onboarded using remote verification have to report to their employer within three business days for in-person verification of their documents. And at that time, the employer should add language to the I-9 form in either Section 2 or 3, indicating the documents have been physically examined. The employer must also remember to sign and date, Section 2 of the form. It's important to follow the three-day rule here. In the event of an ICE audit, investigators often assess timely completion of I-9 forms, and that can really be helpful to show good faith compliance. So a couple of final tips about I-9 and E-Verify. Let's talk about LISP-expired documents. The reality is that there's an inability of new hires to prevent valid driver's license and state IDs due to the closure of many offices. Many states though have announced the automatic extension of driver's licenses to remedy the problem. So effective May 1st, USCIS stated that if the employee's state ID or driver's license expired on or after March 1st, 2020, and the document expiration date has been extended by the state due to COVID-19, then it's acceptable as a LISP document for I-9 purposes. And this rule really applies to any List B identity document. Employers can attach a copy of the State Motor Vehicle Department's webpage or other notice indicating that their documents have been extended. And lastly, have there been any changes with eVerify in light of COVID-19? Even with the temporary guidance on remote I-9 verification, employers are still required to create cases for new hires within three business days from the date of hire in eVerify. Now, the employer should use the hire date of the employee's I-9 form when creating the E-Verify case. And if that case creation is delayed because of COVID-19, there is an other box from the drop-down list where the employer would enter COVID-19 as the specific reason. Also, it's important to remember that employers cannot take any adverse action against an employee if the E-Verify case is in the interim status, maybe because the Social Security office is closed or there's an unresolved TNC. That wraps up our Take 5 immigration update for this week. I hope this I-9 and E-Verify update has been helpful. If you would like to see any topics addressed or have questions, you can reach out to me at amazalion at burr.com. That's M-A-Z-A-L-L-I-O-N at burr.com. Stay tuned next week when we address the latest happenings at the U.S. Immigration Office regarding visa and green card filings and potential changes to come. To find future podcasts, webinars, and legal resources on immigration, please visit our website at burr.com. This series is also available on Apple Podcast. Thank you for listening and have a great day.